Howdy, folks. Welcome to another week and another episode of the Now That We're Family podcast. In today's episode, my lovely wife, Catherine, and myself are going to be talking about envy. Can anything good come of envy? Could there even be a good side to envy? These are questions that I've not asked myself until this week, and maybe you've never asked them. But Katie and I are going to try to answer those questions in today's episode. So please stay tuned. Please enjoy today's episode if you are able to. And hey, if you do enjoy today's episode, Katie and I would love it if you left a rating or a review. And actually, while I'm talking about it, I need to say thank you to everyone for all the ratings and the reviews we've received. We actually got over 700 this week. We hit over 700 ratings and reviews, which just thank you, every single one of you for taking the time to go to iTunes, leave a rating or a review. That means the world to Katie and I. We feel like we're not able to, you know, really hear from you in very many ways. And so whenever we're able to hear from you, uh, you know, via your reviews or whatever, um, then we feel very encouraged. So thank you for doing that. And I've, I'm just going to stop talking and then I'm going to press uh, record again, and I'm going to start talking again. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, I'm Elisha Votberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. Okay, so to celebrate 700 reviews, I was just explaining this to Elisha off the podcast. We want to pick three of you that have left us a written review and buy you coffee this week. So I don't even drink coffee. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I thought it would be a fun way just to thank you guys. So we're going to pick a handful of you and put you in the show notes. And so check down there. And if your name's mentioned, then email us or message us your venmo or paypal email so we could get that to you guys that's fun how are, so how do we what are the like how do we select these people how do we select yes, them what, a, what are the uh it's just gonna be a random selection okay, okay. it's gonna be a random selection if you've left us a review then you're entered in the random selection do, should we take like the most recent 25 reviews put them in a hat mix it up and select three yeah that's a good idea we should do the top 25 because there's a lot, and we don't want to go back super, super far. Yeah. Wow, this is going to be fun. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously just a sporadic random thing. Yes, so. we didn't premeditate this very much at all. <laughs> no, but. as you can tell. But I don't know, we just wanted to do something fun for you guys, and we'll probably be try to be more strategic in the future, but we just couldn't let 700 reviews go by without doing anything at all so yeah that does feel like a fun benchmark yeah it That's does i don't know i don't know what it is but it's always fun so thank you guys yes thank you it means a lot to us and you have to go to the show notes 
to see your name and reach out to us because all your like rating names are like KW seven 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 six five two. Oh, I see. So we'll use that name. Yeah. So and we'll have use to know that name, and you'll have to know if it's you because we don't know who you are. Nice. You that guys makes are all so undercover. Yes. Uh, okay, so I heard in the introduction, I was standing out with Lawrence, but okay. you mentioned that we were going to talk about something we were really excited about, or like something in our lives that was exciting. I don't think I said that. Oh, was that the first take? I think I tried doing the introduction, and I said that, and then as I was saying it, I realized that I didn't know what I was talking about, Oh, really? so I started it again. Uh, Bummer. Sorry now about what? that. Now what? Sorry. Katie and I are excited about life in general. <laughs> Lawrence is, I, I don't know, should we do like a quick update okay. on life? Yeah, or, sure. Or is that redundant? Do we do this every week? I don't know. Oh, well, we did it last week. We did? Okay, well, well then. We could tell them, we got our studio. Could we tell them about yes. what we're thinking about doing out there? Yes. Aside from the podcast, like what we're planning on adding to the podcast, or is that too soon? I was just, I don't think so, because I was just thinking more about this this morning when I was at work, uh-huh. and I think I need to run a few more things by you. Wow, you guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry about this public conversation. That yeah. It's like listening to your parents talk in the front seat of the car, and they aren't really saying anything. You're like, ah, that was about to get so good. Right, and That's they know they, you're talking. Yeah, I mean, they know you're listening. They always so. called me big ears because I remember listening. I was in the back of our van, and my dad whispered a passcode to my mom. It was a four-digit passcode, and... I shouted it. Oh, she said, what is it? Because she didn't hear. And I shouted it out from the back of the van. Nice. And that was kind of where I got my title, Big Ears. Wow. Because my ears aren't exceptionally large. You no, I love the size of your ears. <laughs> For the record. Okay, today we do have a topic that we are going to talk about. And I think we're excited about it. Uh, you know, we're. I think we're even titling this episode, like, The Good Side of Envy or something like that. Uh, we haven't decided yet. And... I want to clarify right from the get that I don't think envy is good. I think envy is very definitively named a sin in the Bible numerous times. In fact, I was blown away with the count of Bible verses that talk about envy and how sinful it is. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I guess it's categorized up there with murder or, you know, all sorts of, you know, sexual immorality and hatred and, like just it's it's creating envy and jealousy are right there right there with it so it's something that god does not like at all and so to say that oh i think there's a good side to envy might sound a little bit naive or ignorant of what god actually says about envy so i do want to clarify right from the get that envy is a sin yeah i love doing word studies on words like this because i think elisha and i were just talking about this yesterday kind of how sometimes as humans we could rank sins differently Hmm. so maybe a sin that affects us more personally we would rate as like a bigger sin from a human perspective yeah but all sins are equal in the eyes of god and that because he's perfectly holy any sin, however small it may be, like maybe envying someone's stuff on Instagram, envying their living room or envying their hair or whatever it is, envying their family that seems to be more put together (laughs) than Mm. our current family, is just as rotten of a sin and in God's, compared to God's perfect holiness, than something like murder. Hmm. And we see that laid out in scripture when you read verses that lump all these sins together in a big group. Hmm. It's just like, 
wow, okay, well, couldn't you have like a second category for yeah. those <laughs> for those guys, you know? Yeah, and it's funny because that, the reason Katie and I started talking about this is because, uh, you know, w- if we're honest, I, I don't know, I can't speak for our listeners. I can only speak for myself and for you. But when Katie and I are honest with each other, it doesn't take much for us to identify envy in our own heart and and we know what triggers it usually and you can kind of look at some consistent track record and and say oh man I was so content with my life I was so grateful for my life and then you know I got on Instagram and I saw so-and-so's new car or I saw the vacation they just went on or I saw that so-and-so just got a promotion in his job and all of a sudden the discontentment starts in your heart there's an element of jealousy envy and like all your joy is stripped from you. And I'm, what's funny is that I think I oftentimes hear envy talked about when, when it comes up in that type of context as it's like you comfort people when they feel envious rather than, you know, acknowledge it as a sin. Say like, hey, well, you know what? They, they probably aren't as happy as they seem on that vacation. They were just showing the fun photos. Uh, what, you know, somebody gave them that that car they didn't even work for it or you know they they are in a privileged position and they didn't work for that job title their dad knew somebody and and you start explaining away why they got what they got rather than acknowledging the sin in your own heart yeah i think this is really common on instagram we will blame people for showing the good parts of their life that Hmm. make us envy their life and so you see this a lot with people um just saying, oh, well, so-and-so, this influencer, say, is only showing the highlight reel of her her life. Mm. And so it makes me envy her life because she's not showing the hard days and the fights with her husband Mm. and all these different things. And maybe if I saw the whole picture, then I wouldn't be so envious, right? And I have some people reach out and tell me that, which kind of started this conversation of, well, should I be showing every single aspect of my life so people don't envy it as much? Hmm. Is that my responsibility? Is that Elisha's and my responsibility? Is that your responsibility as someone who's online to show all this dirty laundry, (laughs) per se, in order for someone to get this accurate representation so maybe they aren't envious? Hmm. And Elisha had a really good point to that, I thought. Did I? Well... I can't remember what my point was. Do you remember what it was? Yeah. He was like, you know what? I think often we blame the person that is getting envied instead of addressing the sin in our own hearts. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And oftentimes you actually are kind of ripping people off from rejoicing with them or celebrating with them or praising them for an admirable quality or achievement. Um, And instead you're like totally undermining it by saying, well, you're actually a fake and a fraud and stupid for making me feel envious or jealous or yeah. less than. And, and so it's kind of bizarre the way culture has twisted this and we make ourselves the ones who are envying because I've definitely been in this position where I've envied other people and been jealous of their whatever it is in their life. I'm making them the issue and I'm being the victim. Yeah, you're kind of letting yourself off the hook or like you said, victimizing yourself and saying, well, I wouldn't feel this way if they were to whatever, you know, if they weren't being such uh, this way, rather than acknowledging, wait, I'm, I only know my heart right now, and I'm the one sinning. 
I have no idea what's going on in their heart or what their motives are. And we rarely do, if ever. Yeah. And so we can only really address the issue of our own heart, which is, man, this is causing envy in my heart and I need to repent from that. And this is kind of how we stumbled upon the title, The Good Side of Envy. Elisha's really good at, um, like, what do you call it? Playing on words? Maybe. Like yeah. word plays. He does this a lot in his music if you've listened to the songs he's written. But he does these multiple meaning phrases. And I thought it was so fun how he was like, there is a good side to envy. It's not that there's a bad part and a good part of envy as a sin, like you mentioned at the beginning. It's that there the good side is often people who are the ones being envied. Yeah, it's the side that's being envied. The side that's being envied that we act like is this horrible thing is actually the good part. Right. And the one the person envying is the issue. And so I just thought that that was a challenging way for me to think about what I see and not blame the person that I'm envying, but instead just look inside at my own heart Hmm. and address the sin there. Yeah. It's, you know, it gets harder and harder to envy becomes more of an issue or jealousy becomes more of an issue when it's something that is near and dear to you. You know, if you are striving for, uh, you know, a promotion in a specific field and your coworker and you've been wanting it for years and your coworker gets it, like that's a very person that the, the, they get the very promotion that you were working for. That's very personal. You feel that you think that's what I wanted. Maybe I even deserved it. How come they have to get it? And, and you go into like this attack mode of them and trying to justify your own heart and your own, and your own, own motives. And maybe that's kind of an obvious example. And I think that oftentimes envy is far more subtle than that. Um, but regardless, every time I envy, you know, every time I'm aware enough to see the envy in my own heart, you know, before it like goes nuts, I'm able to realize, wait a second, I I should be rejoicing with this person or for this person, or at least acknowledging that what they have is good and, or what they earned is good or what they were given is very good. And I can even desire that in a healthy way. I can strive for that or, you know, I guess have aspirations for what they have in a very healthy way without envying. Yeah, I think sometimes envying comes to, like you mentioned, it's often in an area that we're maybe feeling lack in in mm. the moment. So when Elisha and I have a really strong relationship and I'm really feeling happy and content in our marriage and I see someone else's marriage that seems to be mm. thriving, I can rejoice with them and I'm right. so excited for them and just happy. When I feel like, okay, we aren't communicating well or there's hurt here mm. in our relationship and I see someone else's relationship that seems to be doing so well, I often have <laughs> two responses. And one is either to say, well, it's not really as good as it looks and discredit that in order to bring it down to my level Hmm. (laughs) to make me not feel envious, like they're lame. Or I can really just fall into this covetous state where I'm not rejoicing and thinking that's actually a really good aspiration. They're being Hmm. an example for me. This is possible. This is possible to work through the tension that we're going through. They are an emblem of hope to me, and I can work towards this. Yes. But there's, I either discredit it or I just covet it and hate them for it. Right. And neither of those are the appropriate, um, or or very helpful response. Yes. To me. Right. Yeah. It's so funny. I think it was maybe three or four months ago. I can't remember what the exact timeline. And this this might be 
TMI, and we, I didn't talk about this before wow, the episode, okay. but um, if you've listened to our podcast for any length of time, you know that we, Katie and I have talked about sex. We've talked about the various seasons of our, of our sex life, and um, we've thoroughly enjoyed our sex life since being since being married, with with like maybe one or two exceptions as far as seasons go, like very short seasons. Go. I'm just yeah curious. Or yeah, and one of those say? short seasons was a few months ago, and uh, and maybe Kate and I will talk about those seasons in upcoming episodes. You know, we're not like trying to act like we're we never had hardships, have never have hardships in our sex life by any means. Right. But maybe three or four or five months ago, you probably know the timeline more specifically than I do. We are in that one of those few seasons that we've had where just our our intimacy wasn't really thriving. And, you know, we were in a good place emotionally together um, and we were, you know, feeling good as a family. But that that aspect of our marriage was kind of a struggle for us. Yeah, it was kind of weird feeling this like we have such a best friend friendship. Yes. But there wasn't really that much excitement Mm. that way. Right. You know, there weren't really any sparks. It wasn't that romantic, but we were just like really working well together Mm -hmm. and conversing well. Right. Because other times when we've had some of these other short seasons where, where, where intimacy was an issue. Usually it, w- it stemmed from something else. Yeah. You know, we were kind of, we, there was that emotional separation or we were at each other in other ways. Um, and this wasn't one of those times. And so it really was kind of a perplexing, I think, season for both of us. Anyways, I say all that to say that during the short season, it was, it was a pastor that I admire so much and I love seeing everything he posts. Um, and, you know, I would just, you know, whatever, like his stuff on Instagram, you know, listen to his podcast, read his books, love everything he does. Well, you know, he did a post on, on Instagram. He said, hey, starting a series on, on on marital intimacy, you know, sexual intimacy and the blessing that it is. And it's so funny, you know, Katie and I were in this tiny short season. I just like got so mad at him. I was like, who do you think you are talking to me about the value of sexual intimacy? I've got a Bible. I know how to read it. I'll figure it out for my... and." It was just funny that the reaction, you know, towards this man, and I mean a little bit dramatic, but that was the gist of my reaction. Are you sure this wasn't like a post you saw of him with his wife? Yeah. Because <laughs> you brought that up too. Yeah, I don't think I, yeah, this, did, like, this didn't come like from a place of like. You're attractive and like. Well, no, I, it wasn't, I wasn't, you're making it sound, I was like jealous of another person's wife. No, but of the relationship, of how the relationship looked. That, the way he spoke of it. I was jealous in that moment. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? This guy that it was like, hey, just love being, you know, playful with my wife and having this fun, you know, youthful energy, even you know, late into our marriage, and um, and so there was this element of envy and jealousy that came up in my heart because in that small little season, I wasn't experiencing that, and it's funny, you know, being on the outside of that, where Katie and I are in a really healthy place, you know, sexually, um, with our marriage that. I look back, I'm thinking, boy, that was so one of those reactions where I, instead of saying like that, you're right, that is a blessing. That is something that I want to strive for once again. I've, I've had it before. I've had it for most of my marriage. Maybe I'm wanting in this season. What does God say about it? Why, why are we experiencing some of the, you know, the hardships that we're experiencing instead of just kind of shut it down. So like, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to listen to you you know, you're a fraud or you're, you know, you start making all these accusations. Or like you said, I think that that really contributes. And I felt that really contributing even to our relationship. Cause instead of looking at where you're at and just kind of like watering the grass where you are, Mm -hmm. right. 
instead of being like, okay, this is our relationship. This is what we're going to do to try to make it better. Often when you're looking at someone else's, it just makes you more upset with where you're at and you aren't trying, you aren't wanting to put in effort there necessarily. You just kind of throw the towel in. Mm. I'm not saying that's what Elisha did, Mm. but I do feel like there was this element of hopelessness that I felt from you of like, well, this is just, this is just our marriage. This is just, you know, what's normal now. Yeah. I felt that way. I think in business, you see somebody that has a huge home, they hit a home run in, in their business and you've been following them. And you think, okay, well, I good for them, but I don't really want that. This is where I'm at. They, all they care about is money and material things. So that's why they got that. And they're probably actually miserable, you know, for you start going down that path. Wouldn't you say? Oh yeah. yeah. And I think something that stuck out to me a lot too, is sometimes the person we're envying has really worked for what they have. And I think it's easy to discredit it, but you know, it it could be in a totally unrelated area. Like I saw this a lot trying to grow on YouTube and another woman would just grow so fast there. Hmm. And this is when I was like really pouring a lot of effort into growing and numbers really mattered and views really mattered. And I was like, how is she getting, you know, so many thousand views on her channel? But when you really break it down, it's like, okay, well she has a gorgeous house that people love watching her clean because it's beautiful. Well, she had to work really hard for that. Why do I not have one? Well, we haven't, she's put in 10 years, her and her husband, right? Of saving for that and saying no to other things so that they could purchase this home. Hmm. Or like, you know, there's just different things outside even the realm of what we're envying often where we, I could have said, well, she has this big, beautiful house. That's why she gets more views. Instead of being like, well, you know what? she gets more views with her big, beautiful new house. And she worked really hard for the big, beautiful house. Yeah. So looking at the, looking at the thing that you can admire from that. Yes. Which is finding inspiration and motivation. Exactly. And that can really drive you to when you, when you start looking at like, okay, well, how did they get there? How do they have this romantic, sexy marriage 25 years down the road? Mm -hmm. What steps do I need to put in to get here? That's right. Instead of just being like, oh, my marriage isn't like that. Or my house isn't like that or whatever. I think it's really helpful to sometimes break down in my own mind, just imagining maybe what effort it took to be in that position. And then that gives you more roadmap to follow if you're wanting something in your own life. Yeah, I agree. That is the irony, even kind of going back to my reaction to this pastor, you know, teaching on sexual intimacy. I probably needed to read everything he was going to write, or at least could have very much benefited from it. And it would have kind of opened my eyes to be like, oh, you know what? That's probably why we're having this issue. I could have learned from it, him. I could have taken initially taken that as an opportunity to learn and grow and say, well, hey, look, how cool is it that this guy, you know, late into his marriage is, is enjoying this aspect of marriage. I can really learn from that. Um, and that's, I don't know if that requires, you know, humility in order to do that, or if it just requires some element of self-awareness to be able to say, wait a second, I don't have to be mad at them for having something that I desire. In fact, that in and of itself is kind of ironic. It's like, I'm going to demonize this person for being like, or acting like, or having something that I want. But then once I get it, then I'll be heroic. It's like, (laughs) wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, And so, you know, having enough, you know, awareness of yourself, then also of what God says about envy so that, you know, you initially you go to repentance, you know, hopefully your conscience is pricked with an element of guilt where you're thinking, boy, I'm sinning before God by having this covetous or envious or jealous heart. 
towards this person or, or towards this thing. And then from that, it, like it brings you down to that place of wanting to learn, wanting to grow and actually being able to admire and rejoice, you know, admire that quality that person has and learn from it. Yeah. And we've really been on both sides of this issue. I feel like we definitely have been envied for certain aspects of our life. And then we've also envied Hmm. other people's lives. And I think something that's interesting about envy is that it, it doesn't go away regardless of where you're at in your life, because Hmm. unless, you know, it's like any sin, it's always, it's always a present temptation. I guess you should say, I'm not saying that, well, you're just going to envy for the rest of your life. I'm just going to envy for the rest of my life. That's not what I'm saying, (laughs) but it's always a present temptation Hmm. because that verse that says, you know, the heart of man is never satisfied Mm -hmm. and there's the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Those things are constantly like, why we're in these physical bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're created to be on our own in this always hungering state. And really the only thing that's filling us is Christ. He's the only one who can fill the hole of always wanting Mm -hmm. more and always looking for more and never being satisfied in Christ is where we can find complete satisfaction regardless of what our situation is. And I feel like I've experienced that at different points in my life. And I've also experienced this needy desperation where I achieve one thing and just am looking to the next thing or the bank account says one number and I'm unsatisfied. And then it says another number and I'm still unsatisfied. Yeah. It's just, we see this in the world, this never ending search because we weren't created to be full without Christ. We are created to feel this lack without him being that presence. Yeah. And I I do think that this is kind of going back to what's the good side of envy or is there a good side of envy? I think what can, if you identify envy in your heart, it can start a, a process that is good. For instance, you identify envy, you can Go to a place of repentance. You know, that can be your initial response and saying, oh, God, what have I done? I've sinned against you in my heart. And then that brings you to the cycle of thanking him for the gospel, remembering what's been done on the cross, that you don't have to live in this cycle of envy. You are, you can be freed from it. So that's a good thing. After that, you can, you know, look at the person that maybe you're envying and celebrate with them. Maybe praise them for it, encourage them for it, or find inspiration from it you know, be motivated and, and learn and grow from it. And rather than having this negative reaction towards it. And then I think uh, another good thing too, is it's like every time I feel my heart dissatisfied or unsatisfied, it does well, not, not every time actually, but I hope that in the future going forward, when I feel a lack of satisfaction in this world, it reminds me of eternity. It reminds me of our home and it reminds me that that's right. We are sojourners here on this earth. We're p- pilgrims. This is not our home. There's going to be an element of never feeling like we quite have enough, you know, of like there's more out there. You know, Psalm 16 tells us that in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy at his right hand, are pleasures forevermore. And we can experience moments of that here on earth where you think, man, what intimacy with the Lord. I just felt so full and grateful and just wanting nothing. And then life gets busy and maybe you kind of get, you know, discombobulated with your walk and you forget that. Well, in heaven, you're going to have that imperfection, being able to enjoy his presence forevermore in perfect fulfillment. And I think being able to kind of go through that cycle can be a really healthy thing when you identify envy in your heart. Yeah, for sure. I want to remember that 
when I <laughs> identify envy. And I think two things that can be helpful for me whenever it comes to a lot of different sins is to identify first that these sins have been around since the beginning of time and there's nothing new. Mm. I think sometimes I can think, oh, or I'll hear this being thrown around like, oh, well, we're so envious and we're so covetousness or so covetous because we do have social media and mm. we are looking into people's homes consistently on a daily basis. But for me, it's always helpful to look back at the Bible and see this sin listed wow. as such an evil. And it's like this, people have always done this. Yeah. You know, maybe yep. you only had one dress back in the Bible day, but her dress looked better, yep. you know, <laughs> her yeah. one dress or whatever it was. This has been around since the beginning of time. Yeah. And so I think that's something that's comforting because Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. And right. just how he is victorious, victorious. Then. Yes, yes. Then he's victorious now. And then the second thing that's helpful is identifying, okay, well, what, it, what is triggering this sin most hmm. often? Because I am thinking of this first, you guys, I, I'll try to put all these references in the show notes. Cause I'm totally paraphrasing a lot here, but it's talking about a, you know, the, uh, like proverb seven woman. And it says that the foolish man passes by or the foolish pass by and are punished. Hmm. basically in this instance it's saying the foolish isn't looking ahead and being mm -hmm. like okay there is a prostitute on that street yeah, corner so i'm not going the there yeah, yeah. he doesn't like cross the street and strike up a conversation instead he's like you know i'm gonna foresee the evil and hide myself right and that's what the wise man does right he moves on and the foolish just pass right pass right into it mm -hmm. and then fall to the temptation. And so I think of that with this sin of envy. If maybe someone on Instagram is causing me to consistently envy their life or mm. someone on Facebook, then I'm going to unfollow that person, not demonizing them, not, right. not because that it's something's wrong with anything that they're showing, but maybe I'm not strong enough or maybe, and not that I'm ever strong enough. For sure. Jesus always has to be the conqueror in that moment. But maybe I'm not believing him in that moment to consistently be freed from the sin. And I just need to remove it from yeah. my life. Or you're in a very practical state Vulnerable in life. That's position. not. Yeah, exactly. There, There's just going to be very practical things, you know, that when I'm when I'm transitioning from job to job and I feel like I don't have my career figured out. Well, maybe I shouldn't be looking at these entrepreneurs that have been in their business for 18 years and are crushing it you know, I might start feeling insecure. Yeah. Like if we aren't able to, in the moment, have it be a beneficial thing for ourselves, it, right. it's not inspiring us. Instead, it's tearing us down mm -hmm. and starting this temptation to sin. Then just removing it from my life for that season is super helpful. Yeah, that's right. I, I think that's a really practical thing to do. Yeah, uh, exactly. And I think that that's something that we can do in so many areas of life you know, we are freed from sin. We talk about this a lot. You know, Romans 6 and Romans 8, they make it clear, and, and many other passages in the Bible make it clear that we're no longer bound by sin. We're no longer slaves to sin. Uh, but it also tells us to not put ourselves in temptation's way, you mm -hmm. know, like, and it also tells us, like, if you if you are aware of evil down the street, or down, then stay away from that evil. Um, and I think that we can do that in really practical ways. And I do want to just point this out because the specific sin we're talking about, we want to focus on the evil is not the person again yeah. that we're envying. That's the right. evil is what happens in our heart once we envy that person. Yes. And it's or identifying that and repenting from that is 
it's it's kind of on you. You know, it's on me when that when that sin is in my heart. It's not on the person that's succeeding in some area of your of their life. Yeah. So, anyways, that's just something that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, and it's something that we wanted to encourage you guys in too, because we are assuming that we aren't the only ones that do this. But yes, <laughs> that's just an assumption. <laughs> Folks, thank you for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast and if you're watching it on YouTube, maybe give us a thumbs up or a comment down below. I know many of you do comment and we haven't been able to get caught up in responding to your comments, but we're so grateful that you guys are engaging on YouTube and interacting there. It's a blast to be able to read and get your feedback on yes. there. Like it's so fun. Yep. So until next week, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.